welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Breaking 90 podcast. I'm back today with my co-host, Kelly Sarlo. We're two of the coaches of Breaking 90 Fitness. Thank you guys for listening. Kelly, how are you doing? So good. Thank you for asking, Alex. Um, I recently, I think you're going to love this. I recently just found like a business guru who has changed everything in efficiency, like simplifying business. Um, so I've been binging his courses, his book, his podcasts. Um, and it just like, who, who is it? His name's Donald Miller. And he, um, he has um, their business called Story Brand and Business Made Simple. The book is also called Story Brand and Business Made Simple because he's published more than one. Um, okay. But yeah, it's just, it's such a wonderful way of making everything really streamlined and efficient. Um, and I, I think for everyone in my life that is looking at either starting a side hustle or is already into their own business because we have lots, lots of entrepreneurs around us, um, mm. it's just been something that like has us fired up and excited because um, you're taking your passions to the next level, which is super fun. I, um, I really enjoy reading business books. And I like implementing them all. So there, I find I've read so many books that I'm like, oh, that would be amazing if we could implement that. Yeah. And the problem is that I'll finish one and I'll start the implementation of it. But then I want to start a new book too. Yep. And so I'm like, <laughs> I can't read another business book yet because I'm still figuring out how to implement the last book. So then I'm like, I'm always scrambling to find like random filler books between my business books. <laughs> well, that's, that's a really neat point. I find that a lot, or I find that to be true of a lot of people with the self-development journey as well, not just with business, right? They read a book that gives them a tool to help alleviate their stress and anxiety. And then they pick totally. up another book and they're like, oh my God, another tool. And I think what you're talking yeah. about with pacing yourself is so important. But like, those are the ones I really enjoy reading. I want to read another one, but it's just like, it becomes quickly overwhelming because then you have so many things you want to implement, right? And, and you're right. It doesn't have to just be business because it's a lot of the self-development or like uh, financial sense or anything like that. That's like things that you need to implement in your life. Those are the books that I enjoy reading, um, <laughs> but they just give you so many tools to work with, which is, which is good and bad. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> anyway, I oh. thought you'd enjoy that. And uh, anyone who's looking for business stuff, I think this is a definite like must read. Awesome. And if anybody wants um, books on either of these topics, I'm sure if you read it, reach out to Kelly and I know we've talked about this lots. We have tons of recommendations. Yes. So re reach out to us individually too, if you're looking for more good reads. Cool. Um, okay. So what I want to talk about today is time. Um, time is something that often we we hear as an obstacle to why somebody isn't taking care of their health their health fitness nutrition whatever it might be i don't have enough time it's one of the it's one of the biggest things that we hear um so i want to dig into that i have a lot of thoughts on this but i'm curious when somebody says i don't have enough time what crosses your mind um Quite a few things. I think it always starts with feeling out the individual who is making that comment in the first place. Um, you know, if you don't, if you have little information on them, of course, I'm going to gravitate to more questions um, to dig into what that time looks like, uh, which, you know, it could be leading into a suggestion of a time log tracking what, what people are doing and how they're spending their time in the first place. Because often we tend 
to over or underestimate how much time we're giving to something. Uh, and we don't necessarily have a consciousness of where opportunities are in our schedule. Um, the other thing too, uh, and this, co- this goes along with feeling people out and where they're at um, with their scheduling and their priorities, is digging into questions about what matters to them, right? So asking them what they value, asking them what brings them happiness and joy, what makes them feel productive, those kinds of things are going to be key indicators as to how they go about the prioritizing um, approach. Uh, Because if people don't yet know what matters to them, a lot of people have difficulty prioritizing anything and everything. Totally. Love that you touched on priorities because to me, when we talk about time, we have to talk about priorities. Um, All of us, and, and this is a really corny, cliche thing to say. I hate when people say, well, we all have the same 24 hours because we don't all have the same 24 hours, obviously. Um, we, we all have very different 24 hours, but we, we all have the same amount of time. We just have different priorities to fit within that time, right? And so if, if improving your health and fitness is high enough on your priority list, I think almost anybody will be able to find time to make the changes necessary. If it's not high enough on your priority list, then, and you're comfortable with that idea, you're comfortable with saying this isn't one of the priorities that I need to focus on right now, that's okay too. There's not necessary, you don't necessarily always have to be pushing for better health and fitness if it's not a high priority. But if you're sitting here telling me that your health and fitness is a priority and you don't have time, there's probably, there's probably some truths and some false to that, that we, we need to dig into. Um, I think, I think reframing that, that statement though, rather than saying, I don't have time saying it isn't a priority for me right now is important. If you're comfortable with that, if you're comfortable saying it isn't a priority for me right now, which I think most people won't be mm-hmm. saying that my health and fitness is not a priority right now, uh, then that's that's fine. But I think you need to be very real with yourself rather than rather than using the time as an excuse when most of the times it's not. Well, yes, I wouldn't discount any of what you just said. I just want to say in addition to that, if it's something that you're conscious of, right? Because I believe that some people believe they don't have time and yeah, they haven't assessed the priorities to begin with. And another term that we could bring in is responsibilities, right? Because Mm. many of us have responsibilities and priorities and they aren't always the same thing. And so we feel scrambled and, you know, in a kind of chaos with both of these things. And so finding time or making time feels pretty much impossible because there's no organization um, to either priorities or responsibilities. And that's what I'm hoping to expose with this episode is just to get you thinking more about this so that you aren't the person that says I don't have time and truly believes it if it's not the case. And so there are extreme cases where, where people don't have time, but I think even even some of the busiest people in the world still manage to make time for their health and fitness. And I truly believe if you make time for your health and fitness, you are going to show up better in every other aspect of your life. You're going to show up better for your family, your loved ones, your your employers, your employees, your friends. You will 
become a better person. And I truly believe this if you make time for your own health and fitness. Absolutely. You're um, jacking my memory of something that we did for our kickstart uh, program. Those who who aren't necessarily into the 90 days just yet and just want to kind of dip their Mm -hmm. toe into some really good, um, healthy lifestyle methods. In this kickstart program, we actually created a video to explain to people how you can use a time log to track maybe two to three days. That's usually a good uh, little sample of your time and how you're spending it. And then use the prioritizing quadrant, right? So looking at things that are important, not important, urgent, non-urgent. And when you use these two tools together, what you can do is work it forwards and backwards. So once you've logged how you're using your time, you kind of set that aside and take all of those items and drop them into the appropriate quadrant to see what is urgent, what isn't, what's important, what isn't. And so once the quadrant's done, you can actually take all that information of the quadrants and drop it back in more strategically to your time log to create a schedule for yourself. Um, And I know some people really brush up against the idea of a schedule. They like to feel like they have freedom. But creating the schedule actually gives you back uh, the freedom and time that you didn't know was possible. Totally. Yeah, I I think everybody needs some form of schedule in in their life in order to to get to their goals. Um, Even if so, this is a big task to, to write out this time log and to put it into the quadrants and then to make this schedule. It is a big task. I think that it's it's worth you taking the time to do. But if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not going to do that right now. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> turn turn on the setting on your phone that monitors your screen time and look at it. Like, seriously, look at it at the end of the week, rather than it just being like, oh, yeah, you were down 5% on your phone this week or up 5% on your phone. Look at those friggin' charts and tell me that you don't have an extra 20 minutes in your day, right? Um, Now, I think this circles into one of the next problems. When we say we don't have enough time, it's often partially because of that all or nothing mindset where we compare ourselves to when we were in our mind at our best. So when I was doing my best, it was before kids and I was training two hours a day, five days a week, and I was eating well. I don't have time to do that anymore. And that very well may be true. You don't, you can't make all of that a priority anymore because you have new priorities that are taking place of those things. So what's really important as you start to, to self audit and decide where your time and priorities lie is what am I ready, willing and able to commit to right now? Because that doesn't need to be the best you've ever been. Their goal is to make us a little bit better than we are now. Can you commit to a little bit more than you are right now? Yes, everybody can. Look for those golden opportunities. Well, I I like that you're comparing maybe a past version of yourself or a past version of your lifestyle to your current one. In addition to that, I also want to talk about people's misconceptions of definitions of success, right? You're talking about this all or nothing mentality. If I believe that a workout shouldn't be less than 45 minutes, I can easily tell you I don't have time in a day to do that, especially if I also believe that it has to be done in one chunk. So when we start to break down our 
preconceived notions of what health and fitness look like. And, you know, it has to be a complete healthy plate instead of a partially healthy plate. It has to be a long duration of activity and can't like, I can't stop moving in between that. Um, we can actually start to find opportunities and pockets in our day where we can fit. I just did 15 squats before we started this, this podcast. And I did 15 while I was eating my banana this morning. Like there's health and fitness worked into parts of the day instead of thinking I have no time. I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, one thing that we really preach in, in breaking 90 is getting your 20 minutes of purposeful movement in per day. And this, this 20 minutes is like kind of a made up number, like getting 10,000 steps in a day, like 20 minutes isn't by, by any means golden. Some people need 25, some people need 15. That's fine. It's like it, what the idea of this 20 minutes of purposeful movement is push yourself outside of your comfort zone, reach for something even on your worst day. So what Kelly just mentioned there, and I want to highlight what some of our successful clients have done, because it's, it's figuring out how this can fit into your life. Because I, I Almost every person I talk to, I say, if, if, could I ask you to fit 20 minutes of something into most of your days? They will say yes. Now, that could be overwhelming some days. It can be hard some days. But some people like Kelly will break it into a bunch of chunks throughout the day. 15 squats here, 15 squats there. That's, that's pretty easily going to total 20 minutes over the day. Um, today, for instance, for myself, I know that I'm busy. So what I'm going to do is I got a little workout in this morning where I normally would have a longer workout and I, I have a move goal that I like to accomplish in a day. And, and I, I, this is kind of like my bare ass minimum is hitting my move goal. So I have back-to-back -back calls all day today, every half hour. So what I will do is if any of those calls end more than five minutes early, I will run on my stairs for five minutes. Uh, and like, this is going to add up to a lot more than you would imagine. Um, some of our some of our clients who have really crushed it they'll break it up into 10 minutes in the morning 10 minutes in the afternoon they'll go on their lunch break and they'll walk instead of sitting at their desk to eat um one of our clients got a a, a bike and set her desk up at the bike so she'll bike while she's on phone meetings i've heard of people getting the stand-up treadmills to walk while they're on on phone meetings uh the the stand-up desk over the treadmill sorry um any others that, that stick out to you that people have mentioned that is just like such a brilliant way to make this happen? Yeah, actually. And it's a little bit of a less intense version if that's okay. Um, because I think some people will listen to this and go, oh my God, you're telling me I have to like do things as I'm doing things, right? Like I'm multitasking now. That's not necessarily what we're saying. If I have five minutes in between clients, because I have a similar style where I'm back to back with meetings or one-on-ones, or I might take five minutes at my desk and do shoulder stretches or shoulder checks where I'm checking my posture and I'm strengthening my paraspinal muscles just by giving consciousness to my movement mm. in my seated position, right? So I'm not stressing myself with needing to get somewhere. I'm not stressing myself yeah. with another to do. I literally haven't even moved my legs, but I'm actually doing something really great for my body. Yeah. Yeah. That, that actually reminded me of another one. So, um, when we say 20 minutes of purposeful movement, it doesn't need to be a workout. It could be a walk. It could be a hike, a bike ride, a swim, a stretch, a yoga class. Um, it can be anything that is outside of your norm. Anything that makes you intentionally focus on your health, your fitness, your movement. Um, so one thing that a lot of people do is almost, almost every person listening to this probably watches a half an hour of TV most nights. So uh, you, you, 
start stretching. You start, like for myself, I found a movement routine that I love and I do it almost every day. It's ingrained in my memory now. I don't need to watch the video anymore to do it. So I can sit on the floor while we watch TV and do that for 15 or 20 minutes. Like that's, that's an easy thing for me to accomplish on my worst day, on a day where I wouldn't get anything in rather than just collapsing on the couch at the end of a long day, stretching is really not going to take that much more out of me. And I will feel better because of it. Yeah. Um, a lot of our clients do that or, or yoga at the end of the night, put a YouTube yoga video on and sit there on the floor and do a 20 minute yoga class. Yeah. What do you think? I love it. I, I love coaching people and, and poking around with questions so that they can find pockets of their day to make more things um, doable, right? Because I think mm -hmm. a lot of us feel out of control when we feel like time is slipping away. And this can spiral into a really unhealthy mindset. So everything that you've talked about in terms of finding opportunities where you can maybe stack some habits, right? Your TV and your stretching or your TV and your treadmill. It's, it's making things more accessible, which is giving people back the sense of control and power. Uh, and I'm all for it. Have you seen the Simpsons episode where he, do, did you watch Simpsons growing up? When I was a kid, yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, uh, okay, so Homer decided to get a treadmill to get fit, and then it had a TV or something, or he put a TV there to make it more enjoyable, so he's walking on the treadmill while watching TV, and by the end of the episode, he had it to the, it, it would only, I think it was attached to the treadmill because it would only play if the treadmill was running, so by the end of the episode, he had a chair set up on either yeah. side of the treadmill yeah. and he was sitting there <laughs> watching TV. Yeah, um, that's what that. just reminded, sparked my memory. That was so funny. I love it. <laughs> and at that point, you are only cheating yourself. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. I think, I think we've given people a lot to think about. Um, I just quickly want to mention that, that quadrants exercise. So, so the way that we, we do it is you write out everything you do. Ideally, in the smallest increments possible that, that you can, so you can break down your entire day. So you can do 5, 10, 15, 30-minute increments so that you can break down your whole day, your whole three days, and you start to highlight these areas. And what it should do is, is bring you back to that priority list, right? What is high on my priority? What needs to take priority over my health and fitness right now? What can take less priority than my health and fitness right now? So where can I make these 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes pockets of time um, regularly so that I can prioritize my health and fitness? Um, we, don't, we don't need to dig really deep into that. I think that gives people an idea of what we're looking at. But if you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out to us because um, we, we can help you set that up or, or take a look at it for you. Yeah. And I would really encourage people to seek out a coach to do that because, um, a it's annoying, just like straight up, you're going to do it and you have to schedule in or, or write in everything you're doing in a 15 minute in interval. Um, that's, it's tedious when you're doing that over a course of three days, but it is really helpful with all of the tidbits of information that you can provide to see where we have opportunities to stack things. So if you're looking at an overwhelmed list of a time log and you don't know what to do with it, that's where we come in, right? To say like, hey, here's six opportunities to put these things together um, or schedule them more strategically throughout your week rather than your than your day. Um, and and yeah. a great example of that is I will never ever prioritize things over and above my connection with my mom and my partner, right? Like that's just yeah. not something I'm willing to do. Those are the two foundational relationships. And so if I want to talk to my mom every single day, touch base, debrief and things like that, 
I might get on a, uh, on the phone with her as I go for my walk. And so I can still get in the things I need for myself and make the connections that are going to keep joy and um, this feeling of security in your life. So we can see those opportunities that you sometimes can't see for yourself or might feel exhausted by. And it's a just sh quick shift of the mindset. It, it is. And it, yeah. Yeah, I, I like everything you said. It is it is tedious. It will take some time to do that three day time log. Um, the way that I did it was I set an alarm in my phone every thirty minutes that just chimed and reminded me to just quickly write down oh lunch and walk or like played an iPhone game or drank a glass of water like just quickly write it down so you can you have notes and you can jot it out at the end of the day. If you're telling me that you're not willing to tough that out for three days, then this isn't a big enough priority. You're this, like, you've, tr you listening to this right now, you listening to this, <laughs> you've probably done like 30 days of keto before. And you're telling me you're not going to do a three day time log. Like <laughs> <I love this. laughs> that's awesome. Um, you can, you can do anything for three days that you put your mind to. <laughs> yeah, that's a great uh, kicking with love. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to leave you guys with a, with a quick tip and we'll wrap this episode up. Um, one thing that we, we often look at when all variables seem like they're going in the right direction. So your movement's good. Your nutrition's been good. You're not really making as much progress as you, you think you should be is we look at your vegetable intake. It's something that often gets neglected on a healthy diet. Well, I've been eating within my calories or I've been I've been meeting my points or my goals, but have you been prioritizing vegetables because they do play a big impact on our satiety and our, and, and our nutrient delivery and the general deliciousness of our food, which is important too. Um, but if you're having a hard time getting your veggies in, especially on those busy days, make sure you make them as ready, convenient and available as possible before that time comes. Okay. Um, any food that's ready, ready, convenient and available, we are more likely to eat it. If you leave a bowl of chips on the counter poured into a bowl, you're more likely to eat it than if it's in a bag in the basement in a cupboard. If you wash, prep and chop your vegetables, as soon as they come into the house, you are more likely to eat them than if you have a full head of broccoli in the fridge that you have to wash, chop and prep when you want to eat it. So that's, that's just my little tip for you guys today. Make those foods that you want to consume specifically vegetables as ready convenient and available as possible beautiful um that's it for today guys thank you for listening thank you for being here with kelly and i like i said there's there was a lot to unpack in this episode if you have any questions if you have anything you want to dig deeper into feel free to reach out to me um and leave us a comment or rate and review this episode share it with your friends share it on your instagram we, we appreciate you guys being here thanks We'll